So it was uh, September 7th, 2001, St. Anthony's High School. It was uh, first day of school for the freshmen, kind of like their orientation day. So it was just the freshman class. That was a Friday on Monday, everybody be together. So we began this freshman day with mass. We brought them all into the auditorium, probably almost 600 kids. And I was the chaplain. And I remember, um, I remember what I talked about that day to these kids. I talked about the Blessed Mother, Mary. And I said to them, I said, when, when you're scared and alone or sad or uncertain, you should go to Mary because she understands it. She's always there and she's always going to help. 600 kids, I figured probably half of them didn't even really know who Mary was. And probably half of the other half knew who she was, but, you know, didn't have too much of an understanding of who she is. So I just said, guys, like, she helps with fear and confusion and loneliness. I told these kids that I remembered as a kid, when I was a kid, I learned this prayer. It's called the Memorare. I'm sure a lot of you know it. It's a, a prayer to Mary. And it's just a, like a prayer which we're just reaching out for help. It's basically like, Mary, help. And then you fill in the blank. Help with blank. Mary, be with me. Mary, stay with me. Mary, get me through this moment. They're not, the, they're not the words of the prayer, but it's pretty much what the prayer says. Maybe two weeks before that, I had ordered prayer cards with a picture of Mary on the front and this prayer on the back. I ordered like 600 of them, and anyway, they got delayed, or I probably ordered them too late so they weren't gonna be there that day. But I had about 50 of them in my office. So I said to these kids, uh, hey, if anybody wants that prayer, I got it up in my office. Come by my office and I'll give you the prayer. And I kinda knew they weren't gonna do that. I mean, these kids didn't even know where the, the second floor was in the building. Like they didn't, the last thing they were gonna do was go looking for me and the prayer. But I figured I'd throw it out Four days later was September 11th. Bobby Farrelly's father died that morning. Bobby was one of these freshmen. And those of us old enough to remember that day and those days, at least from my recollection, there were a couple of days immediately after when we were kind of 
still hopeful. Very much there was a, a recovery, rescue thing going on, ground zero. And, you know, we knew that, yeah, there was already terrible loss of life, but we also were hoping that there were still people alive to be rescued. But I also remember this, like with, with each passing day, hope kind of started to diminish. It's like, all right, how long can people survive being trapped and without all that we need? Maybe a week or so after 9-11, I was uh, in my office at school, and I remember I was sitting at my desk, and I was writing something or reading something, and I kind of had my head down, and then all of a sudden I looked up, and this kid, Bobby, was standing in front of my desk. He, he kind of startled me. I didn't hear him come in. And I had now seen him a couple of times since the week before because we knew his dad was missing. He was 14. He was a freshman, and he looked like he was about 10. He was this little, skinny, freckled-faced leprechaun. And he just, uh, I looked up, I was like, hey, hey, Bobby. And he said to me, um, do you have that prayer card? And I said, yeah, hang on. And I got it for him. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that moment. I remember when I handed it to him, I gave it to him and like we just kind of looked at each other for like, one more second than you normally would. Like I was just kind of, I was looking at him and he was looking at me and like we said nothing. Because we were running out of hope, I think. Neither of us said it, but I think both of, both of us were feeling it and thinking it. So we said the prayer. They never found Bobby's dad. They never even found remains. He ended up having, Bobby had a great high school experience. Despite the loss, despite its beginning, this was his third day of school when this all happened. He ran track all four years and was, was pretty good and made a great bunch of friends, very involved in lots of aspects of the school. Four years later, on graduation day, he was the valedictorian. And he gave this speech at the graduation that's never been forgotten. It was like, I'm told it was like one for the ages, what he said. Everybody knew his story. Everybody knew what had happened to him four years before. And now he's up on this stage being honored for being number one. Like it was such a, kind of like a triumphant moment. It was like these awful people, they, they hurt us but they didn't knock us out. 
And Bobby's presence in this moment, I just think, communicated it. And everybody there just knew it. In his speech, he, uh, he talked about people and faith. He talked about community and the power of community. In this case, it was the St. Anthony's community. But just community. How it can save us. If it's the right community. He talked about teachers and coaches and these people who just were mentors and in this part of his life, these four years. Listen to what he said here. He talks about his track coach. He said, I can think of countless races when midway through, I would be running on empty, tired of trying and ready to just give in and slow down. When suddenly Coach Toro would appear, I'll never forget the sound of his voice as he shouted to me with all of his heart, Bobby, don't give up. He was able to motivate me to find within myself a potential that I never knew I had. Like so many others at this school, he was able to teach me the true meaning of perseverance because he believed in me at times even when I didn't believe in myself. And Jesus says to his disciples in tonight's gospel, you are the light of the world. Your light must shine before others. Well, Coach Toro, whoever you are, wherever you are, your light did. You know, the psalm we heard a few minutes ago says, the just man is a light in darkness. The just man is a light in darkness. Well, that coach, I guess, was that just man. He was the light that Bobby needed in a dark time. Later in the speech, he talks about his freshman year and his father's death and just that time. Listen to this. When I started here as a freshman, I was lost in a kind of darkness. But in the midst of that darkness, I found light, a light that shone through people, people around me who were a living testament to the power of faith and hope. When I was blinded by grief, these people brought a profound light to me, a light focused on Christ, they showed me that with God, all things are possible. Even enduring unbearable hardship and finding beauty and light in the most unexpected of places. We are surrounded by people who inspire us by their faith. And it is these people who have shown us that the spirit of St. Anthony's is brighter than any darkness in life. And it is these people who make it possible for us to look back upon these past four years and be able to see that they were indeed very bright days. <laughs> Isn't that kind of amazing? I wasn't even there when he delivered that speech. I had, I had left the school, I, I think the year before, but I heard about it 
like a hundred times from a hundred different people, I think, I heard about that speech. People who were there just said it was like, it was not to be believed. The place went wild when he finished. And it was a great speech, and it was a remarkable speech for an 18-year-old, but it was more than that. It was like, what could have become of this kid? The direction this kid could have gone as a result of this assault on his life. And it didn't happen. The opposite happened. This kid won. This kid triumphed. And here's the irony of it, the irony of what he said. He was talking about people who were light for him, and they were. But he never realized that he was, he was blinding us with his light. But maybe that's how it's supposed to work. When I'm in the dark, your light gets me out of it. And when you're in the dark, mine gets you out of yours. Isn't that really what he's calling us to be and to do in this gospel? Be light in a time, in a culture, in a place where there's more darkness than there ought to be, you gotta be light. You gotta be an alternative. You gotta be the hope that people are grasping for. And that hope is found in Christ. It's exactly what this kid said. You know, when he, when he walked into my office that day, the week after 9-11, when hope was running out, And we said that prayer. Honestly, I'm not so proud of this, but this is what I was thinking. I don't think this prayer is going to be answered. I don't think the prayer is going to work. Maybe it was answered. And maybe it did work. Maybe that's why they went wild when he finished that speech. Because the prayer was sort of played out through the sun. The prayers work. Not always exactly what we're looking for, but they work. Jesus said to his disciples, you are the light. Don't put it under a basket. Let it shine before others. Well, Bobby did. So should we.